Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we focus on the description of Jesus in Hebrews chapter 1. This is a Christ-centered letter, and today we put the finishing touches on our foundational understanding of Jesus. So let's take our Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 1, and study Jesus Superior to the Angels, part 2. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father, give us wisdom and give us guidance today as we study Help us to worship and be thankful for all that you revealed Jesus to be. Thank you for this depiction, this revelation of your Son, our Lord and Savior. And we pray, Father, that we would go forth with a greater appreciation not only of who he is and what he's done, but how we are to respond to him in a way that honors and glorifies him. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So rather than begin today by reading Scripture or reading chapter 1 of Hebrews, We're going to just begin talking through this chapter about how Jesus is described for us, how he's portrayed. And so we're told in the very first part of Hebrews chapter 1 that God has spoken through his Son. Jesus is the living word of God. He is God's revelation to us. He declares the Father to us, and he has spoken to us. We're also told then that Jesus is appointed heir of all things. In other words, all things belong to Jesus. As he works and does all that God has called him to do, he is appointed the heir of all things. All things are his. He inherits all things. Now, it's important for us to understand that we become joint heirs with Jesus. So as joint heirs with Jesus, we share in this inheritance. Jesus is the one through whom God has made the worlds. All things are created through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the brightness of the glory of God. He's the express image of the person of God. When we see Jesus, we see God. And then we're told he upholds all things by the word of his power. Not only through Jesus is all things created, not only does Jesus inherit all things, but he upholds all things. Everything is upheld, everything is sustained by the word of his power. Jesus has power, and the power of Jesus is in his word, the word of his power. When he says it, it happens. When he declares it, it happens. And that way, he's just like God the Father, isn't he? Because God said, let there be light, and there was light. Jesus has purged our sins. He has died on the cross, making full atonement for the sins of those who trust in him, who put their faith in him. He has sat down at the right hand of God, the majesty on high. He has by virtue of humbling himself and becoming obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, he has become so much better than the angels. And he has, by inheritance, obtained a name more excellent than they. He is Lord. He is Lord of all. That's what we learn in the first four verses of Hebrews chapter 1. Then the writer of Hebrews changes over to a more poetic way of communication. He has this back and forth. He asks questions, then he gives answers. Jesus, according to verse 5, is God's Son and has been begotten by God. He is God's only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. He goes on and says, emphasizing that, that God will be a father to him, 
and Jesus will be his son, speaking of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. He is the firstborn of God who comes into the world. The idea of being the firstborn means that there will be others born after him. And we are born again. We are born into the family of God, joined heirs with Jesus Christ through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and our faith in him. Going on down in verse 6, it says that the angels of God worship him. He is to be worshipped not only by human beings, but by angels. We're told in Philippians chapter 2 that he has a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In verse 8, we're told that Jesus again is his son and he has a throne. He is God and his kingdom, his rule, lasts forever and ever. He has a scepter the scepter of a king, and it's a scepter of righteousness, and it's the scepter of his kingdom. Jesus loves righteousness. Jesus hates lawlessness. We, his servants, should love righteousness and hate lawlessness. God has anointed him. He has anointed him with the oil of gladness more than any of his companions. Jesus is elevated. Jesus is put up on a pedestal. He is glorified. He is magnified. He is enthroned. Going down to verse 10, we see that Jesus, you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and that the heavens are the work of the Lord Jesus' hands. While the things he has created will perish, they will grow old like a garment, Jesus will remain. He is eternal forever and ever, as we've already seen. Jesus in creation unrolled the heavens like a cloak, and then he will fold them back up. They will be changed, but he is the same. We see this in Revelation chapter 6. We see this described as part of what's coming in the Great Tribulation. The clouds will be rolled up like a scroll. That's what it's referring to here. That will be Jesus' work as well. God has said to Jesus, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Jesus is at the right hand of God, and we know that from other scriptures, right? But here it's talking about him being seated in a position of honor and glory, elevated above all around him. While angels are simply ministering spirits, Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. This is our Savior. There is no one, no one in heaven nor on earth, who is described like the Lord Jesus. And all of this is contained in Hebrews chapter 1. What a marvelous description. I pray that we will learn these things about Jesus, we'll review these things, we'll internalize these truths about Jesus and so much more of what is said in Scripture, and that we will worship him accordingly, that we will appreciate his sacrifice even more, and that we will tell others about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is due that much glory and honor and praise. All of heaven worships and adores at the feet of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to have my eyes opened, my ears opened, my understanding enhanced so that I can see these things and understand these things. What a great gift of God's grace we have. Father in heaven, thank you for these truths. Thank you for this chapter full of your declaration concerning who Jesus Christ is. Father, help us to understand these things, to appreciate them the way that we ought to, to give thanks to you and glory to you because of your great revelation of yourself 
through Jesus Christ. Thank you for speaking to us, especially through Jesus Christ. And Father, we look forward to being eternally with our Lord and Savior, with you. Thank you for your indwelling Holy Spirit that helps to make these things known and seal these things within our heart. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.